Today's podcast is brought to you by Something Blue by Anita Kay, specializing in wedding and event photography. Visit her page on Facebook. For those in love, capture those memories with Something Blue by Anita Kay. This is Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast with Mark Poulos. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Hello, folks, and welcome back to the Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast. I am Mark Poulos, and this is The Ride Home. So it is a Sunday, early, early morning. Um, I was only about four hours away from home, so I figured I'd get up early so I could uh, have as much of Sunday as I can with my family. Lots to talk about this week on The Ride Home. I did... uh, I was out for four nights, three different locations, and a lot of insanity. Um, The first night I worked, I was at uh, Diamond Joe Casino in Dubuque playing the the Moon Bar, and uh, it's usually a really fun show. It's where they do the uh, Comedy 10K contest, and... uh, I got there, and when I was uh, getting to the back where the green room was, I noticed there was a lot of people there, so I was pretty excited about the show. And then I was sitting in the green room for a while, and I was getting close to showtime, and I didn't see the other comic, and it seemed like there was some commotion going on. Come to find out that, uh, like, five minutes to showtime, somebody that was sitting at the bar had a seizure and, like, fell off his bar stool and hit his head on the ground, and there was, like, blood everywhere they had to call the paramedics and everything and I'm just like you know nothing says let's laugh and have a good time like a guy almost bleeding to death so that was nice just a nice way to start the week knowing uh it's kind of a bad omen you know I uh it kind of sets a bad tone for the week when someone almost dies on the first night but uh it turned out to be a really fun show uh, the crowd was really cool, and it's still, still this day kind of weird to perform inside casinos with, uh, you know, me still, still very early on in my recovery from gambling, um, you know, I, there's not much pull left to do it, you know, like, I, I don't even think twice about it when I walk through casinos and stuff, if I see, like a new slot machine that's kind of configured different than a different one, you know, and it's, you know, maybe some childhood memory that, that kind of stirs something up. I might stop and kind of watch the person play it for a little bit just to kind of live vicariously through them playing the slot machine. But it's just like all those feelings rush back. And, and I always remember that, uh, it's just not going to get me anywhere, so I'm not going to sit down and even put a dollar into anything, because I know what lurks inside me, so I got my, uh, free sandwiches and, uh, headed out the door. They put us up in a really nice hotel, and, and the way the week was initially was I had a show on Wednesday, and then I was at Penguins on Friday and Saturday, and Thursday I didn't have a show, 
but they were going to give me a free hotel room in Cedar Rapids because I had to get up so early to do uh, a television interview and, and a radio interview. Um, but then I got contacted by a guy on Facebook um, that he does a Thursday night show about 70 miles from, uh, from Cedar Rapids and he was wondering if I wanted to come and do it. And it was pretty obvious that, like, he kind of knew what was going on with people going from Dubuque to Cedar Rapids and that the headliners would get a free hotel room because, you know, it was really cheap money and it was no hotel room. And he mentioned something about me having a free hotel room. So, like, he knew how it all worked. So for him, it's a pretty good scam, you know. It's like the headliner isn't going to have a show on Thursday night, but it has to be stuck in Cedar Rapids, so why not pop down and do a gig and, and pick up whatever it was, like 140 bucks? And uh, now I know what, what the show consists of. Um, I should have just said no, because it was ridiculous. So I had never met this guy before, and I got down there, literally wearing a tuxedo t-shirt and uh, a few of his teeth were missing and I was just like this was a horrible idea and uh, the other person on the show I can't remember what her name was but uh, she was kind of an all-encompassing band I believe she called herself Mr. Robinson and the government cheese or something like that and uh contacted me on Facebook and asked if I wanted to have Chinese food with her and the this guy who hired me and I was like you know I'll pass on that I'll just show up for the show so I get there and I mean it's a nice bar uh in this town and uh but there was like four people in the bar and two of them were comedians so I was like oh my god so by the time the show started I think we had like nine and half of the the nine were like the most drunk annoying like heckler people ever like I'm just trying to push through and do my 45 minutes get my 140 bucks so I can go get in bed because I have to be up at six in the morning to do television and uh, I'm just trying to work my way through the show and there was a guy at the bar his name was Gary (laughs) And he just kept yelling at me. He just kept saying stuff. And it was stuff that was, you know, very personal and stuff that was, like, just out in left field. But he was talking about how his mom had passed away and she was looking down on him and shaking her finger that he was listening to this horrible comedy. And then um, I made some kind of joke about being married and he said, watch yourself, my wife died six weeks ago. And it's like... How does that even get from one point to the next? Like, your wife died? So that makes it... So I can't talk about being married on stage, you know? And he just kept coming at me, and I I felt bad. Like, I didn't want to start slamming the guy now that I knew that his mom and his wife had died really, you know, soon before that. And you always know it's going to be a good gig when uh, the owner of the bar and the staff aren't even paying attention to you, 
they're just having their own conversations. I'm up there trying to perform and they're not even paying attention. That's, that's when you know it's going to be a good one. And, uh, but before I went on stage, this, uh, lady, um, the Robinson and the government, she, she opened the show and basically just played funny songs. But the problem with it was like the music was really good. Like she was a really accomplished guitar player, but I couldn't understand a fucking word she was saying. Like I didn't even get it sometimes, you know, and being a person who used to be a, uh, a guitar act, I know like the importance of the lyrics in a funny song. Like nobody, like if you're going to play a funny song, like it should be a funny song. It shouldn't be like an amazingly well-written musical song where the lyrics don't really matter that much. In a, in a funny song, the lyrics are the most important part because it's supposed to be funny, you know? Music inherently in and of itself can, I guess, could be funny, you know? If you got clown horns and, and shit like that, but it's the lyrics that make the song a funny song. So she was like mumbling through a lot of it. And I'm just like, I don't understand what she's saying. Does like 15 of the most gut-wrenching minutes I've ever seen. Then she brings this guy up that hired me. And apparently he was also a stand-up comic, obviously. He's doing a comedy show in his hometown. So he can still do comedy. And he had some funny bits, you know, but it was pretty obvious that he was just like the kind of that old timer comic that really never took his shot on the road. And it was a lot of punny stuff and a lot of one liner stuff. And, uh, and then when I did my set, you know, it was just a, a beat the clock scenario, like just get, just put in my time and, and, and I talked to Gary for a while, you know, just to fill some time because he was talking so much nonsense. And uh, I got done and I just, I drove back and, and hit the sack because I had to get up so early to do TV. And so it's, it's always fun when I work a club where they have some kind of uh, connection to the local television station where you get to do the morning show like Omaha and Dayton and uh, other cool places where you do a morning show. Because it's always a nice, fun, like, different thing than just doing radio, you know? But it is always so, like, cheesy and, and kind of staged on the morning TV shows because, you know, they're all dolled up and they got to put on those fake smiles and nothing can be really too edgy, you know? It's all just like... So, Mark, do you like pork rinds? And I'm like, oh, God. So you try to just be as funny as you possibly can in the whatever it is, like three and a half minutes they have you on television and, and try to get a few more tickets sold. Um, and I feel like that interview did pretty well because our crowd Friday night was like 110 people or something. It was amazing. Um... So I also had to drive down to Iowa City to do some radio on Friday, and that went really well, too. It was, uh, it was fun to see that. I think his name was Mark. On the Fox down in Iowa City, it was a lot of fun. And then uh, Saturday was cool, too, because I met up with uh, a 
couple friends, Danny Franks and Tim Sullivan, and, and they're starting a podcast called Comedy Supernova. And so we went down to their studio, me and the feature act, Gabe Key, and uh, we did <clears throat> a podcast of Comedy Supernova with those guys. And then they were, uh, we were talking about my podcast. And so right after we did theirs, like we did another podcast uh, for my show, which uh, that episode will be out this Wednesday. It uh, is me, Danny Franks, Tim Sullivan, and Gabe Kia just talking about uh, comedy and life, and then they answer the five horrible questions. It's a pretty fun episode, so uh, check that out Wednesday. That'll, that'll come out. But uh, it was just nice being in a studio to record a podcast that actually felt like we were doing a, a legitimate radio show, you know, like we had headphones and shit, and, and it just wasn't me and some random person in my hotel room on, you know, USB microphones plugged into my computer. Um, it was like a real, real deal. So that was fun. <coughs> and then we come to the Saturday show. Oh my God, what a clusterfuck nightmare. I mean, so Friday when we left the club, they told us that Saturday at midnight, they were going to be having a farmer's market on the street right outside the comedy club. They told us that it was going to start at midnight. Well, come to find out that that's when it ended was at midnight. It started at like four in the afternoon or some shit. So the hotel is about 13 blocks from the comedy club. It was such a clusterfuck downtown. I had to park 10 blocks from the club. I was like, why did I even drive over here? I just, I should have just walked from the hotel over here. <clears throat> and as far as I could understand, like walking around, whatever this, sh- it was like a 10 block radius of shit going on. And it literally just looked like food and like two guys banging on uh, worker tubs from Home Depot. And I was like, this is it? This is what we got. It was just really weird. Um, So I kind of strolled around a little bit just to see what was going on. And I got some dumplings from this one lady and and they were really good. And and there was a lady selling uh, gourmet candied apples, which I still don't get. I don't get the candied apple. Once you eat the outside layer off of it, it's just a fucking apple. It's like the biggest scam in like candy food products and the history of the world you know it's like a if I'm gonna eat a you know a candied apple like the inside of it better have like chocolate and shit in it too you know because it's like they dip it you eat the outside and now you just have an apple it's like what am I a fucking asshole like I know what you're trying to pull off here you know you show me one thing and it's really a different thing, you know, it's like, screw off. So I park my car, I get through this, like, cavalcade of insanity of people just, I mean, it looked like watching an anthill, just people, like, moseying booth to booth, just, like, devouring food and and carrying all these souvenirs around, like, you know, silly hats and 
and souvenirs, novelties, party tricks. So I got into the club and I had a fleeting moment that possibly with all these people that were hanging out, I mean, it was like a shit ton of people that maybe like a hundred of them would find their way downstairs for the comedy show. And, you know, that was just a a stupid fleeting moment in my brain. I get down there, there's like 22 people and, uh, the way the room's set up at Penguins, it's like, um, one side is where the comedy club is, and then they draw curtains to separate that side of the room from the bar area, so there was almost, like, more people in the bar area than there was watching the comedy show, so they were just getting really loud, so they had to push them into the back area of the bar so they wouldn't, uh, uh, mess with the show, which I was happy about. But even, like, five minutes to showtime, I still had this, like, stupid hope in my head that, like, uh, you know, the people were just waiting till the show started and they were all going to rush in from outside and take a load off and watch a comedy show. But, you know, it never went down that way. It was just uh, 23 people and they were very nice and very courteous. I worked through some newer material that I was working on, so that was kind of a nice part of Saturday and... Um, sold a bunch of shirts and all that kind of stuff, so it was, uh, I mean, all in all, it was a really good week, I had a lot of fun, a lot of craziness going on between Dubuque and, and, uh, the Thursday night show and, and the carnival that was in the streets, but it's like comedy, and that's what I love about it, it's like you're never gonna know, you can't ever leave for a gig no matter how many times I've been to Penguins Comedy Club in Cedar Rapids it's always different so it's like you never can count on anything you know but I had fun thanks to the Moon Bar in Dubuque, Iowa and Penguins Comedy Club in Cedar Rapids if you're in those areas make sure you check out those comedy clubs this week I am starting my run of uh, Looney Bin Comedy Clubs. Uh, They have four of them, and they're all amazing. This week I'm going to be at uh, the Looney Bin Comedy Club in Wichita, Kansas. And uh, they always take the comics out to go get pig in and pig out barbecue, which I'm so fucking excited about because I'm a barbecue hound. So obviously next week on the ride home there'll be probably some really good stories about, uh, me getting the meat sweats, and, uh, it's always an interesting time when I head down to Wichita, so tune in for that one, uh, check out Wednesday, the Comedy Supernova podcast that I did, uh, with those guys will drop, and, uh, check out my website, largedrunkman.com, all the, the fall dates are updated for where I'm gonna be if you wanna come and see me live. And uh, the podcast is always available at iTunes and Stitcher and Podbean, so download that if, you, uh, if you'd like. And, uh, yeah, tune in next time when we talk about who knows.